Right, nearly half time, pal. Your turn to get a ground round in. Off you go. No, you get this one in, mate, because I've got the beer sorted for later. What do you mean you've got the beer sorted for later? I got the last one. You know that's not how the ground round works. Listen here, bud. How does the offer of free beer sound? What do you mean free beer? No such thing, mate. Just go and get them in, man. Serious now. All you need to do is go to www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN and cover just £5.95 for the postage and you'll get your first case of eight globally sourced, fresh as can be, craft beers delivered right to your doorstep. What I mean is I've already got hours waiting for us after this and we'll need them after watching this shambles. What's the catch here now? Who are these people? Beer 52 are the world's most popular craft beer discovery club. Each month they send a case of craft beer from a different part of the world. Recent cases have included beer from the Alps, New Zealand, the USA, Ireland, Korea, and Germany. Bloody hell, that's not bad, is it? Yep, and if you do change your mind, you can pause or cancel your account at any time you like. Cracking, so how do I get it again? All you need to do is go to www.beer52, that's the numbers 52.com forward slash VFTN, to get your first case of eight beers for just five ninety five. That's www.beer52.com forward slash VFTN. Sound? Pie with a pint then? You know I never say no to a pie. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Right, it's a view from the Ninian mini bonus pod Because the games are coming thick and fast like Ross McCormack After a midweek draw with Bournemouth last night A one-all draw with Bournemouth We face Middlesbrough on Saturday And here to pick through the bones of yesterday's game And look ahead to Saturday are Ben Price, Ben, how's your week going? It's going not too bad, mate, yours? Yeah, not too bad, not too bad. Got a day off today, so, um, you know, doing a podcast guilt-free. Phillips, what about um, you? Very well, thank you, very well. How, how does it feel about doing a podcast in the day? Does it feel weird? Yeah, I've put my, uh, you know, my work status as busy, and I, I'm oh, rearing yeah. a go here. Ben, are you, are you kind of skiving off work as well to do this? No comment. No comment. Right. I forget this actually goes out there and people can hear it. So, this is um... <laughs> my office that listen to this. So. Oh, unlucky Pricey, you're in trouble. Um, right. Let's, let's start where we, we, we should start with the Bournemouth game last night. A one-all draw. Um, generally a positive performance. Ben, do you think it was a good performance? Yeah, it was. I was really, really happy with it. Um, going off the feedback from Twitter and sort of Facebook at one stage, I thought me and other people were watching completely different games. Mm-hmm. I uh, really enjoyed it. I Enjoyed us pressing really high. I thought it was really quick. I thought it was end to end. Um, yeah, I was delighted with the way we played and sort of the result. It was a quality game. Tom, do you agree? Yeah, it was. It was interesting to see us part of an exciting game for once. Um, it mm. wasn't some sort of like war of attrition. Like we were just kind of. It was end to end. Both teams had chances. Um, and you know, first half I thought we played well until I saw us play second half. And then it became quickly apparent that we were probably giving them a little bit too much respect first half. Where, well, like going into half time, you're thinking, oh, you know, they're a better team than us on paper. Perhaps it's the right way to play it. But then when we got at them, yes, they had their own chance in second half, but we created quite a bit. And we're like that one killer pass off, like creating even more chances, I think. Like there was, it was the right idea, but it wasn't quite like threading through. But I think like a couple more weeks of the players in the centre midfield gelling and, you know, Wilson get a bit more game time. And I think we can cause. Uh, teams some real problems 
Yeah, I think I think you're right in what you're saying. I think the first half we we showed for the first sort of half an hour the press. We really pressed the players and and pushed the game to the Bournemouth team. But then we kind of I think that was always going to come, wasn't it? The tiredness came after that, and we kind of let them go into the second, you know, the last fifty minutes of that first half. But the second half, we really, I think we we could have won it, really, couldn't we, Ben? Yeah, I think both teams had chances to win it. Probably they had the clearer chances, but. Um... Yeah, either team could have taken three points, but I think overall, like I know it's really cliche, but I do think a draw was like the fairest result. Yeah, is, is for you, Ben? Is it a good kind of marker of where we are in the season? Bournemouth are seemingly one of the favourites. They've yes, they've lost a few players in the summer, but they've still got people like Lerma, they've still got Solanke, they've still got people like Josh King and Di Brooks to come back in. A draw against them is no mean feat, is it? Yeah, I was really sort of worried and sort of wasn't feeling particularly good going into this game. I was sort of like nervous at how it would go part of me felt it was going to be one of those games where we take a bit of a hammering at home especially mm-hmm. considering our recent home performances but I think that's sort of why I was more happy with it like I thought the performance was like the best I think it's the best performance of the season like, it's better than any of the wins we've had away from home I thought just there was a couple of moments but all things considered no natural first team fullbacks yeah. um, a new sort of front four a couple of changes rotating the squad I think it was a brilliant point well, we'll come to individual performances in a little bit because we've highlighted a few players there. But for you, Tom, is, is that the kind of the performance you see us growing from and see us kind of using as a benchmark for all future performances? Yeah, definitely. I think it was like going into the game, like, like Ben said, I was nervous that we could easily lose it like 2 3 nil at home. But it kind of stops the rot of losing games at home. Mm-hmm. Uh, it keeps like our unbeaten like, run going as well. And I think it it could be a massive catalyst going into the next few weeks. And it, yeah, we rode our luck at times. Like they hit the bar. I know we did, but they hit the bar, like a couple of saves and stuff. But it's something we can really build on. There's a proper performance there from us. And and we, like we had injuries at like fullback and stuff. And we, we still kind of pressed on the sides, put crosses into the box. So I'm excited going into the next few weeks. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, we've got big couple of weeks coming up and I think it is the perfect the perfect platform to grow from I think if you you know we the first half like we said we we, we showed the press and we really pushed on the, the Bournemouth team and if we do that against lesser teams we're going to cause mistakes and we're going to cause our own our own problems um, moving on to the kind of individual performances Ben who, who stood out for you last night uh, I think sort of it was obvious sort of Bagman was really really good Wilson sort of took the headlines with getting the goal Ojo looked really composed and sort of seems to have like found a new bit of confidence. Mm-hmm. But I think the man that's gone really underappreciated is uh, Glatzel. I thought mm-hmm. he was class. I thought he was yeah. really, really good. Um, it sort of really gave me a nice boost to know that he sort of, it must be the competition from Keith Moore's giving a bit of a kick up the arse, but guy, he was all over the shop. He, unlucky not to get a goal. Um, probably didn't have a clear cut chance, but just everything else he did bringing the other players in, I thought he was outstanding. It's, it's interesting because I thought Glatzel did really well as well. Um, we'll come to the other players shortly, but let's start with Glatzel. I thought he, he won a lot of headers, even though he was double marked at times. He, he was getting headers that players weren't getting beyond him for. He was throwing himself about and getting into those areas in the box. There was that moment where uh, Hoylet played a pretty bad pass into his feet, but he was in the area looking for the pass. But a lot of people on Twitter weren't, weren't necessarily happy with his performance, Tom. Do you think that's because we expect him to score goals or because we've seen Kiefer Moore and we expect... I don't know, a world-class key for war performance every time? Or do you think people are just a bit down on Glatzel in general? Yeah, I think it's kind of months of being underwhelmed by him. Yeah. And I think he needs to do quite a bit to kind of win some of our fan base back over. But, and yeah, like you said, we've seen Kiefer more and what he could do now and we expect Glatzel to do the same thing. And for large parts of that game, he did. 
Like he was winning, but I think the referee helped. He was consistent with it, but like he wasn't really giving much free kicks for aerial battles and stuff. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's almost a pity that it, it, he didn't referee some of the other games when Kiefer Moore started. Because, you know, you see him get punished for stuff where he, I don't think he would have been last night. But, like, Glatzel really put himself about. And, like, you said, he won some headers. But I thought his holder play was pretty good as well. Like, yeah. he, he held onto the ball well um, to get the, like, our quicker players running off him and stuff. And I still don't think we're doing that enough at the moment. We're not getting beyond our big men enough. No. And, you know, if Glatzel's developing his game into that as well, and we've got more to do it, as, um, you know, we, we really need to be capitalising on that. I, that's the thing that frustrated me a bit last night was Glatzel's winning these headers, but you know you've got two quick wingers in Hoyle and Ojo, and you've got Wilson. Who I mean, it's hard to criticise Wilson and Ojo really because it's their first real uh, couple of games in, in in the squad. But we're not getting beyond our striker, so he wins these headers and it just goes straight to their defenders. Um, and I think it's it's just a waste, isn't it, that we give the ball away quite cheaply in those areas. And I think that's why people are probably jumping on his back a bit because sometimes it looks like he's winning the ball and putting it into areas where there's no one. And I don't think that's necessarily his fault. I think our players should be getting into those areas. And hopefully yeah. over the next few weeks, we kind of sort that out. Let's move on to Harry Wilson. Um, ben, it was his first start yesterday. He's only been with the side since, what, last Friday? So less than a week. Um, he looks good, doesn't he? I think that's an understatement. Yeah, there's something about him, isn't there? Just yeah. looks- I think he'll go far in this game. Yeah, I think I, I, I'm not like predicting too much, not put too much pressure on the boy, but... Um, he just looks a cut above, doesn't he? Just yeah. getting his positions. You feel it's one of the rare times you think if he's got the ball in the sort of a half decent position, you feel like there's a chance. You feel like there's a threat. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just it takes a little bit, and you could tell he was desperate to get that goal as well. And that's yeah, had, a big, big bonus him getting that very early on. Because he had the free kick, didn't he? That he, he obviously cannoned into Begovic's face, which we're all happy about. Um, and then he scored his his goal, which was a lovely finish, wasn't it, Ben? It was. It took it well. Um, not an easy yeah. chance. Um, I don't think Hoyle was looking for him, but he made the call for Glatzel to leave it um, and just took it really well. It's difficult. The keeper's got no chance. It's exactly where you want to put it. And Tom, Ben, ben says that he's a cut above. And, and you see that in the little things he does, don't you? The, the way he calls for a pass, he's always pointing at where he wants it, the way he turns it, players inside out, that kind of couple of that couple of yards of uh, a pace that he puts on when he gets the ball it's it's just those little things that show that he's he's a different level doesn't it yeah he like ghosts away from defenders like he'll give a ball to someone he's immediately looking for it back and mm-hmm. he just drifts even if it's just a yard or two kind of see him just almost not turning and running but just backing off slightly asking for it again and he seems to have space in front and it's like it's been a while since we've had a player when the ball comes into his feet you're thinking it did like yeah. because you think he's going to do something like since like Whittingham and stuff really, like we we haven't had a feet like a midfielder where you're thinking he can put it in from thirty five yards and on a regular basis, yeah, and um, maybe thirty five is a bit far, but you know <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to see it, yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if he did, and that's the point. Like he's just an exciting talent, and that first goal is huge. You know that that's off his shoulders now. He's got that first goal, and hopefully he's just gonna keep running with it because we it's been a long time since we've had a goal scorer he's not a striker but you know i think he could get a decent return this year for us well he's just he's a natural goal scorer for midfield isn't he he's shown that over the last couple of years was it 15 at derby seven last year at bournemouth he was joint top scorer for bournemouth in the premier league last year um and i think if you can bring that kind of level of of goal scoring to to this team then it'll it'll just make such a difference and for me it's just it's it's him always looking for the ball i think when you look at him and joe rawls um 
they they'll give the ball and they'll immediately make an option to get the ball back, or they'll take an angle and take away a defender. And that's I think taking that pressure off people like Rolls and Pack in the middle of the park means that we've just got and doing it in an attacking position just makes us that little bit more dangerous. So I'm really excited to see how his his partnerships with more Wilson and the wingers develop. Um, and talking about wingers, um, obviously there's a bit of the debate over Junior Hoylet again last night. Ben, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily a fan of Junior Hoylet at the moment, are you? I love Junior uh, as like for everything he's done. But I, I don't know if he's knackered or what's going on, but for 55, 60 minutes, he was a passenger in that game. Mm-hmm. I get why he didn't come off for Murphy. Um, part of what he was doing last night was protecting Bag and offering him a bit more comfort, like making his life a bit easier defensively. So I've not got a problem with that. It was more just going forward. It's just the simple stuff that he used to do very effortlessly seems to have sort of disappeared from him. And he seems... Mm-hmm everything's hard work at the moment. Everything's difficult for him to come off and it's just not happening. And it, it's, I, it's I interesting. Really don't want that to happen to him because I love him. No, it's, it's, it's interesting you say that because I think when you, when you think of Hoyler and you, he is blowing hot and cold at the moment, like you say, his, his defensive play is more important probably than his attacking play, but he was in the middle of everything good we did going forward. Tom, you're nodding, so I'll come to you on this one. He, he put the ball in for Wilson to score. He had a couple of good moments where he put the ball in for Glatzel and crosses across the goal. So I, I understand what you're saying. He doesn't look as good as he once was, but he's still being relatively effective, right? Like There were shades of like him and his pomp. Like There was a few times where he cut into the box and looked like he was going to bend a shot into the far corner yeah. and stuff. And like you said, he did some really good defensive work. And I thought it was one of his better games for a while last night. But I think he has got that a few more like frustrating little mistakes in him now that he didn't have before but you know I, I can take that if he I think if he played like he did last night for the rest of this season I'd be rather, I'd be pretty happy with him to be honest mm-hmm. it's just you don't want to see what we've seen in the last few weeks off him just so and anything like last night then I'd be happy but I, I think we I think we've got to use him a bit more sparingly we're relying on him too much now and I think that shows the depth we are lacking depth in that area and it is a time for Murphy to come on and shine now but we've, I feel like we've been saying that for so long. And so when it, first yeah. few weeks he was at the club. Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? That was it, 12 million or something we paid for him? And we, we yeah. haven't had, really had that quality out of him. But, but you know, I'm, I'm but, optimistic. We might see it this season. Surely, ben, and this is something I raised last night on, on Twitter. Surely last night was the perfect game for Murphy. We're, we're playing a lot on the counter-attack. And obviously there were games towards the end of last season, the Huddersfield game. Um, the Middlesbrough game away where we played quite a lot on the counter-attack and Murphy was brilliant in those games because he was playing as almost like the, the furthest man forward on the wing. Surely last night, if you're, you know, leave Hoyler on so he can cover Bag, and I understand why Hoyler's on for Bagan, but Ojo for Murphy, maybe a little bit earlier, might have reaped dividends, right? Because Murphy's got that pace, he can get on the ball and he's a brilliant finisher. I agree, but the other thing you've got to look at is Ojo wasn't exactly looking tired when he came off. It was no, more, that's, true. that's true. I think, I thought Ojo was probably harsh to be subbed. I think if, it, if, if, uh, Cunningham or Bennett's left back, I think it's a different substitutions made. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was just one of those. I think Murphy's got to be patient and really take his chance when it comes. Look, it's going to happen. Wingers go off the boil and sort of they're very patchy sort of players. It's only the elite wingers that sort of stay consistent for a whole season. So we'll get a chance to come in. It's down to him to be ready to take it. But um, yeah, I don't think Harris got much wrong as far as the game plan goes there of taking Ojo off when he did. Um, it was more just saving him for Saturday yeah. against Borough. Well, you know, we've got a game on Saturday, Wednesday, and then the following Saturday, Tuesday, and then the following Saturday again. 
So we, we've got a run of, what, five games now in about 13, 14 days. So I think the substitutions are obviously saving people's, um, people's legs. Um, and, and before we, we kind of move away from the, the Bournemouth game, we've got two more things to cover. But the first one is Joel uh, Bagan. I thought it was Bagan, but it's Joel Bagan, according to the commentators last night. Tom, what did you make of Joel? Good. Very good. He looks very assured. Um, good quality of ball into the box, which we yeah. haven't seen for a while from a full-back. So that's promising. You know, he's a little bit ropey at times. Um, not the strongest in the year when things were coming towards the back post and stuff like that, but that'll come. You know, he's only going to get stronger when he plays more championship fixtures. But, you know, for, for a, like a first start in the championship, it, it is his first start, right? First yeah. start in the championship. Before, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yes. played a cup game, didn't he? Yeah, so it's not very assured. He didn't look, he didn't stand out or anything like as a, as a weak link or anything yeah. like that. But, you know, I think that's where the quality, uh, the, um, Claude is going to go to Hoyle a little bit as well for protecting him. But also, yeah, he, he didn't put much of a foot wrong. And he was looking he was looking for the ball going forward as well. He was, all, he was looking to be an outlet as well. I don't know whether that's just because he's excited because it's his first game or whether that's in his locker anyway. But he looks um, a player of real quality. Ben, what did you make of Bagan? I thought he was really good. Um, possibly switched off a little bit for the goal. But I also think Hoyle lost his man to get the ball in. Um, I think both should have done better for the goal. Mm-hmm. But... Like he's young, it's his first start. That's going to happen. Um, you wouldn't have thought if you if you didn't know, you wouldn't have thought with this performance that was his first start in a championship game. Uh, confident on the ball, looking to get there, wasn't afraid to get stuck in. Like he's only young. He's what's he eighteen, nineteen, nineteen, and yeah. um, jumping for the ball against fully grown sort of seasoned professionals. He's going to get out of muscle for the first few years of his career. It's down to him sort of bulk up and fill out as he goes. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't. Yeah. If if he started again on Saturday. I'd have no problems with it at all. I it, thought he was he, really, really good. He's very much only just 19. Turned 19 at the start of September as well. So he's, he's obviously very, very young. And I think, yeah, I think that's what I was, I was surprised with, really, just how mature he looked on the ball. And like, I think there were moments in, he got, he got a touch on the ball very early in the, in the opening few, few minutes. But I think he was always looking for the ball, even when he looked like he was slightly under pressure. He'd always make an outlet for the centre-halves. He'd always make a, an outlet for the wingers. And I think that's something that just shows a maturity to his game. And I think the positional stuff, That'll come. Like, it's his first game. He's probably been training with the players for a few weeks, but it's that, those games where you learn how the other players play and where you need to be, and I think that will come in time. Um, and before we move on from Bournemouth, let's talk about uh, Alex Smithies' world-class save, Ben. What did you, you know, did you, did you believe that he even made that save? It was, it, was, it was quite good, wasn't it? It's a special save, that. That's up there with sort of Marshall at Villa in the Premier League sort mm-hmm. of level. Um, getting your body in that position, we were talking about it just before we started recording, Getting your body in a position, sort of blocking the ball is one thing. But to direct the ball out of danger and sort of tipping it onto the bar and over, that's sort of what makes that save so good. Yeah. Um, yeah, he was just unreal. Just the quickness to get over and sort of put yourself through that. I thought it was fantastic. He's just, he's a bloody good keeper, isn't he? Yeah, Tom, it's, it's, it's kind of becoming almost like a weekly thing that he makes a save like that, isn't it? Yeah, it's mad. I, I, I didn't realise how good it was at first. No, did I? And then I saw on Twitter, Twitter, I think it was like Glenn Williams who said, like, that's the best save I've seen live. I went, oh, was it, was it that good? So I went back on and said, oh, yeah, that was, that was pretty good. That, that was decent. But yeah, he does do it on a regular basis now. And we, um, it's a keeper who he wins his points. Like, like in the Marshall when he was here, like he'd had mm-hmm. like 10 points a, uh, a season onto our tally. And Smithy seems to be falling right into that category as well. And uh, yeah, long may it continue because. I know we've just signed a keeper and stuff, but I, I don't think 
he's probably one of the best keepers in the league, and it's mad that he it took him that long to kind of establish himself in our team. Yeah, and I I do think Etheridge made made those um made those saves that kept him out of the team, but I think the fact that he was behind a, no, a no-footed keeper for so long, um, yeah. I don't know, is. I, I'm still not 100% sure and I, I still really like Etheridge and I thought he was a shame that he left us but we're just seeing it you know Smithies is so good from from crosses he's so you know when he comes to claim the ball you know he's going to claim the ball he goes in brave you know he got clattered quite late on and it's like he's never going to lose the ball in those situations while Etheridge sometimes didn't look as good from those corners so it's kind of we've got the best of both worlds now I think it's really he's just assured isn't he and he gives the centre-backs yeah. confidence that I don't think they had in Etheridge at all times no and I, I do think I do think Dylan Phillips is of a similar ilk um, and I just think it's going to be a couple of years before, you know, Phillips will come in now, Smithies might leave in a couple of years, but Phillips will take over the mantle eventually. I think what kept Etheridge in there was he didn't really do a lot wrong to deserve to be dropped. Um, yeah. With that sort of ropey patch, first season around Christmas, but Smithies wasn't with the club then. Uh, Premier League year, you couldn't really drop him. It wasn't like as poor as his kicking was. There wasn't really many goals you could look at and go on, he should have saved those. That's sort of where it came. And yeah. Smithies had to buy his time and, like we were saying with Murphy, you've got to buy your time and when the chance comes, you've got to seize him. Bloody hell has he seized it. Sort of I think with Etheridge as well, he was just too lovely. I think the fans wanted him to do well. Like you, you, yeah, you, get, I agree, you, get that play, you get that type of player every now and again where you'll kind of you'll forgive him the odd mistake because he just comes across as a decent bloke. And I think yeah. I, I, know, I know that sounds a bit daft, but like he, he made a lot of mistakes of trying to kick the ball and stuff. But every now and again I was sat there going, Oh yeah, but oh he is a nice bloke. He's got lovely hair. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's got fantastic dogs. <laughs> yeah. He has got fantastic dogs, and we will miss what they got. King and Apollo. We will miss King and Apollo. Hope they're settling into their new life at West Midlands. They've got their own Instagram account, and um, you know, I just follow, you know, I follow it. I follow it. God, imagine having an Instagram page for your dog. And um, by the way, follow Rolo underscore the pug. <laughs> oh God, no personal shout outs. Um, moving <laughs> nice. on. Birthday today. Be nice. Oh, happy birthday! Is it Rollo or Rolo? Rolo. Happy birthday, Rolo. Uh, would you give him your last Rolo? I'm getting a steak for lunch. Oh, God, oh, better Christ. than me. Yeah. Although I did just have a bacon and egg sandwich, which was lovely. Um, we asked our Twitter, lovely Twitter followers to kind of give us their, their views. We actually had quite a few last night, so I'll run through them bit by bit. Um, Blue Man 61 said, still no master plan and still buying loaning on a piecemeal basis. Uh, Glatzel and Wilson partnership showed us where we need to be going. As I said before, Glatzel will score goals, but we must put the ball in the right place for him. Bagan had a good game and deserves a run. Um, Gareth Gardner, good point given all the fullback injuries. Can't see how Hoyler is still starting games. Doesn't offer enough going forward for me anymore. Pack looks shattered. Wilson and Ojo, good understanding, will get better and better. Uh, Bluebird legend, excellent point. Smithy's played a blinder, man of the match, or mom. Harry is fantastic, but his hair isn't in the same class as Kiefer or Sean's. We've got Tom. You know, as a man who's got lovely hair, um, <laughs> piss off. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we do have, you know, Wilson, Moore, Morrison. They've got some lovely barnets on them, haven't they? Yeah, and the hair stakes we're doing quite well as a team. We haven't got many uh, Baldman, have we? In a, in our in our squad, actually, compared to one, have we? Gunners was the yeah. last one. Connolly yeah. left as well. Um, Nelson obviously keeps it short, but um, I don't think he's bold. Yeah, it's mad, isn't it? Actually, doing well considering you know most most men you know start losing their hair in their shut, late twenties. Sh- shut your mouth again, please. <laughs> <laughs> well, you started losing your hair in your early twenties, didn't you? Fuck off! No, well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I think, 
There's a reason I've got a baseball cap on for this recording right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the reason we don't put the video out. Um, yeah, moving on to Peter Young. Good point against a very good ball on the side. When they had a free kick just outside the area in the second half, I was glad they didn't have Harry Wilson to take it. Uh, Tom Lewis, very impressed by Bagan and Ojo today. Thought we could have smashed them. Bagan, Bagan, I keep, I just say it different every time. That doesn't matter, does it? No, it doesn't matter. Thought we could have, <laughs> thought we could have been smashed, but also thought we could have beaten them. Hoyler isn't doing it for me at the moment. Uh, Matthew Mayers, Bagan done incredibly well for his debut with a very good eye for a pass. Wilson doing things and shout out to Smithies for that magnificent save at one nil. You and James only managed to catch the second half uncommitted but Bagan looks like a seasoned pro just for the circumstances he's man of the match for me and deserves to start Saturday happy with the point Smithy solid game from Bagan yes he is not quite sure what that is in relation to um Bagan uh James Corp Bagan played very well for his debut I thought Glatzel was up there for man of the match he made some great runs and a good link up with Wilson a great point I think both sides with a fair results and then the, the last couple of one-liners James Roberts very good point that Bournemouth are a decent size Fraser Jones would give Harry Wilson my last chip that's how much I love him uh, Stato 1927, Simon Hiscox, good point in the end. Can't wait to see Tomlin and Wilson in the side together. Smithy's my man of the match. And then Jimmy King's kicks. Harry Wilson is beautiful, isn't he? That point about Wilson and Tomlin, Ben. You, you raised the point on the, the group chat last night, the, the, the view from the WhatsApp group chat. The, with, with that press and the way we play, does Tomlin get back into that side? No. Simple, Simple as that. How, how, how does he? How, how can elaborate? I, I, Tomlin again sort of creates moments of magic, but if that's the sort of style we're committed to playing going forward, Tomlin can't play that game. Mm-mm. And it's good that we've got some versatility that Tomlin comes in. But if, if, like I said, if we're committed to playing that style on the counter and sort of press that high, Tomlin's going to last thirty minutes. Might come in off the bench, but I can't see him starting. Um, to be honest, I think if Harry, if Wilson needs to drop out or anything, I put Ojo at ten. I really, really fancy Ojo at ten. Um, the sort of way he's been playing, and I think Tomlin's going to struggle. That's a shame. I think it depends on the opposition. I think if you've got some of the amount of quality like Bournemouth, no, you don't start him. Um, if you're playing, I know there's not many bad teams in the Championship, but if you're playing someone like a Wickham or somewhere towards the bottom of the league I think you can afford to have an extra luxury player on the field and then mm-hmm. that's where the killer pass may come but yeah it, it, he's not a guy you wouldn't play him for 100% of games you're not going to play him against Bournemouth Watford like teams in the upper echelons of the championship but yeah um, like you said he can, he can come on for half hour as well because he can he does Tomlin does put a shift in every now and again when he's being told to but like you said it's for 30-35 minutes Hopefully he could do it for a half here and there, but yeah, he's he's not gonna he's not gonna be a first name in the team sheet anymore, even when he is fit. It'd be interesting to see how he reacts to that as well. Sort of like you said before, he thrives on being the main man. He likes being yeah. the dog's bollocks and the center of attention. And I don't think the fans will ever love him any less. I really don't. But it's down to him now to sort of prove that he can he belongs in that side. It's, but it's, it also, kind of, it's also nice that we've got the option that we're not relying on. Yeah. Like suddenly it's two signings and suddenly it's not an over-reliance on Tomlin. Suddenly we're looking like, oh, it's not so bad. And I think that's credit to Harris and the board for getting those players in, to be honest. Yeah, I think last year he was the first name on the team sheet because we, had distinct, we, we distinctly lacked any creativity. But now, like you say, you could put Ojo at 10, you could put Wilson at 10, you could put Murphy at 10, but you could also put Ojo on the wing Wilson at 10, Murphy on the left wing. And all of a sudden, we've got three or four different ways of playing that three across the middle system. And I think that's where Tomlin suffers, really, because he's only got one way of playing, and that's as a 10 in a team that doesn't really high press. 
um, and doesn't really play on the counter-attack. And I think that's where it's going to be his downfall. I think if you want to sum up how, like, the last day of transfer, how well the last day of transfer window went for us, um, when the team came out, I didn't notice that Tomlin wasn't on the bench. Normally, yeah, that's sort of one of the first things that sticks out. You're like, oh, Christ, no, Tomlin, we're in trouble. Genuinely took me a couple of read-throughs sort of looking at it to go, oh, yeah, Tomlin's he's not suspended anymore and he's not on the team. And also, this I, I don't mean this as a slight to Tomlin, but we didn't look like we missed him yesterday. The subs that came on didn't really, you know, didn't alter the way we play. We didn't ever look at the game yesterday and go, we're crying out for Tomlin here. It was it was just a general, there was generally a bit more creativity and a bit more forward thinking. And it's, it, it's not a slight on him. It's just all of a sudden we have those options. Yeah, and I think, I think one of the comments was um, there's still no master plan. But I don't yeah. think we need like a master plan now. We've kind of got like a horses for courses squad. Like you said, we, we've got attacking options that are versatile now where they can move. Chop between, and change. Yeah, chop and change. And I didn't think we'd get to a point. I thought Kiefer Moore would start every game for us for the next 20 years now. But, you know, I, when You've I saw the team... 47. <laughs> yeah, exactly, because we've got nothing else. But, no, but like we started with Glatzel and he's like changed his game and stuff. And I think Harris has been quite clever with it, really, because I, I didn't expect that team... Um, lineup yesterday, and I'm sure Bournemouth are lining up ready to face Kiefer Moore. So I I don't think we need one ultimate master plan. I think I don't get see... what he means by no master plan. I no. think that's really doing a discredit to Harrison, sort of the way the team set up. I thought the team were fantastic against Bournemouth. I don't know I... what he sort of expects. Is he expecting us to go up against a team that sort of that I know, like we said, they lost a lot of players. Brooks wasn't playing, King wasn't playing, but like we said in the WhatsApp, like as soon as that Bournemouth team came out, I messaged the group saying that team's decent. Yeah, they re- that is a really, really good team. It's, we're not going to control it's... against them. We're not the sort of team that's going to... We're not the Jacks. We're not going to get 80% possession, especially against a team like that and sort of dominate the game. Well, the Jacks can't do that against Coventry, so I don't even think they'll do that against... Um, I don't even know what possession stats they had against Coventry. Um, I was going to say something then, but it's completely gone out of my mind. Sorry. Um, well, um, like coming back to that, though, like Harris said about you need more than one type of game plan in the Champions That's it. Game. That's and what I, I was going to say, basically. I, yeah, and I think that... Um, I thought so about it, I could see it in your eyes. But, um, Thanks, Pal. Um, but yeah, I think we'll see three or four like different well, styles of play from him. And it's quite actually refreshing after... You know, Warner, you knew what you were getting and it largely worked. But now, it's quite exciting going into a game going, ooh, how are we going to set up? Is it going to be well, end-to-end like Bournemouth or is it going to be like Preston? We've already seen games where we've, we've dominated the passing and possession and we haven't won, but we, we've shown that we can dominate the passing and possession. We showed yesterday that we can play on the counter-attack with that high press and pressure these good teams that are doing quite well and, and do that quite well as well. And we'll always be able to play direct as well because we have more, um, we have Glatzel and we have the wingers who can run off them. So I do think, I, I understand what he's saying. There's almost like under Warnock, we had a very distinct plan A and we didn't really have a plan B or C. Now under Harris, perhaps we don't have a distinct plan A, but we do have a plan A, B and C and we're chopping and changing on a weekly basis to show that we can mix it in different ways. So maybe that's just it. Maybe that's just the, the way we're looking at the moment is we don't have that distinct way of playing just yet, but we just have three ways of doing it. And I think we'll hammer a team at some yeah. point, which we haven't seen in ages. There's going to be We could beat a team four or five nil. Yeah, and I yeah. think that's what I'm looking forward to now because it's been so long where we've scraped. And I, I, don't, don't get me wrong, I'll take winning one nil every, every week. But I am quite excited to see us put four or five past someone. Well, if, if you look at teams like Wickham, the way Derby are playing at the moment, Birmingham, Coventry, they're all near the bottom. If we get them on a good day and we, you know, we get the ball passing amongst Wilson, Moore, Ojo, um, Murphy, Hoyler, whoever's on the wing, we are going to create chances and we are going to put them away. So hopefully that'll come. 
it's going to be a game where it clicks and we're going to be a really, really dangerous side for a team to go up yeah. again. And I, that is going to be really fun to watch. But I Which don't think Coventry, Coventry is a decent side. No, Coventry, I, do. I was just looking at the, the teams that are at the bottom. But, I mean, Wickham have, what, scored one goal so far this season? So, sorry to the, the uh, Chairboy Central, I think it is, podcast that we spoke to earlier in the year. But I think we might, we might batter you at some point. Do you think um, they're going to win a game? I think they'll win a game. I think they'll. I mean, yeah, I think so. I think they'll win one. <laughs> I think they'll win one, one or two games. But I think they, I think they might surprise the team. You know, someone like Blackburn's. It's going to be us. Gonna be it, us. it could be us. But like, <laughs> don't, don't. We've been positive for once. I was at Blackburn. Blackburn lost to Watford last night. Blackburn got sort of sixty-seven percent of possession um, against a very good Watford side. And if, if you're a team like Blackburn and you're not scoring enough goals, I know they have goals in their team amongst people like Adam Armstrong. But you go somewhere like Wickham and Wickham just defend against you and then catch you on the break. It could happen. There's, there's a lot of teams in this division who can kind of spring those surprises. And one of those teams is probably Middlesbrough. But before we get to Middlesbrough, um, we, t- we discussed it at the weekend, uh, the free agency. Ben, are we, are we desperate to sign a right back now? Or are you still a bit, a bit, bit more calm about it now Bagan's played? I still think we need one. Like, Bakuna's good, but he is a midfielder, not a right back. There were still a couple of moments where he's sort of... He, he's, not, he's a square peg in a round hole, isn't he? Um, yeah. And he played well, don't get me wrong. Didn't didn't do really do anything wrong, but you can just see in his gameplay he's a right he's a centre midfielder playing a right back. He's not a natural right yeah. back. And um, against the I say against a team with more quality, that that's a good side they played against. But um, on another day, they exploit that a bit more. We could get punished, and yeah. um, it's going to be blamed at Macuna when it's not really his fault. Um, I still think we could do with just one more in. Tom, do you agree? Uh, yeah, we need, I think, like I said last week, I think we need a couple of bodies, or one at least, just for a mm. bit of depth there. I don't, I don't think we need to be changing too much in the starting eleven in that position, but we need, we need a bit of depth there. It's still, it's still a shame. I, I still think that Chris Gunter would have been a good signing in that sense, because he wouldn't have played every week, but he would have come in and he would have given, been able to like almost give a bit of guidance and a bit of coaching to Tutu because obviously that you know Tutu's a young right back and I think he would have come in and done a job when he needed to because Tutu's obviously going to start most games right um the way the way it seems to be going and Gunter just as a backup would have been ideal really it's gone Ben leave it go man yeah I know whatever <sighs> fucking hate football um <laughs> moving on swiftly to Borough this mini pod has become a normal length pod really which <laughs> 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 bonus mini pod bonus normal length pod Ben, are you sad that we can't welcome Neil Warnock back? Yeah, massively. Um, I just think it's a, one of those sort of things that's really going to hit home that we're not there. Yeah. Um, just I to love say the thank bloke. you to him. Yeah, I love the bloke. And I think you can't pay him any more respect than calling him a dickhead. <laughs> do you think, Tom, do you think we would have booed him a little bit, given him a like, little pantomime villain status? It would have been, yeah, it would have been the classic boo that everyone laughing, barely laughing, like loads of 50 year old men <laughs> as if it's <laughs> the greatest joke they've ever done. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah we've done initial boo, and then someone would have tried it for a second time. Yeah. There would have been a bit of murmuring, and then they would have eased off again and come, gone back to normal. It, it, they would have been very quickly boo to there's only one Neil Warnock, wouldn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Bless him. God, I do miss the bloke. Um, Middlesbrough then. How do you assess them so far this season, Ben? They're just one place above us in the table. Uh, good result this week against Bristol. Um, where Let me look at the stats. Look like they, they're not playing so much Warnock ball. 314 passes, 43% possession. Seems like Warnock's developing in his old age at Middlesbrough. Right, he's, he's pushing through, isn't he? Yeah, um, yeah, he's developing. I don't know. They're very... I don't think they found... 
they haven't found a rhythm yet, have they? Yeah, I don't think they've qu- quite got going. Sort of like us at the start. Um, I still think they're finding their feet, finding the way they're playing. I think Warnock's still trying to work out his best eleven. Mm-hmm. But like, they've got some decent players there. Um, they're yeah. not. It's not an easy case. Like, there's a reason why people are saying under Warnock, this team could push for the playoffs. You've got yeah. a dangerous manager that knows how we play, will know how to exploit us, and um, will get his players up for it. There's no doubt about that. So it's not going to be an easy... It's not going to be a comfortable Saturday, put it that way. Tom, who do you assess as their threats? I've seen, as it, Chuba Akpom's come in and scored a couple of goals. We've got George Savlin in the midfield. Is there any other players that you, you worry about? No, nah, not really. I know I, no. this is rare for me, because... I've, I, that Bristol City Middlesbrough game was atrocious. Like their goal They're, came from like a goalkeeping mistake, but mm-hmm. apart from that, the, neither side found a rhythm the whole game, and it was woeful. And if 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 they play anything like that against us on the weekend, I don't think we've got anything to fear, to be honest. And I know okay. Warnock was confident. our manager. Yeah, I'm pretty confident for once. And like, yeah, we've got a lot of new faces. I know we've got players that um, Warnock's used to seeing in our team. But we've got a lot of new people in as well. Do you know what I mean? He didn't coach Harry Wilson, Kiefer Moore you know, Osatutu, Ojo. So I think we've got plenty that he won't know how to deal with. And like we said, Harris isn't scared of, you know, freshening it up and changing it about. So I, I, I think it I think it could be a comfortable win for us on the weekend, which I won't say very often this season. I guess, I, they've got some good players. You look, Patrick Roberts, George Savile, uh, Paddy McNair. Like, they're three players that sort of most championship sides would be happy with. But that's about really it, isn't it? Like, I, I, yeah. I, I, I just I look into the squad. Like I think you look at them compared to. Like, I know it's different, but like Bournemouth last night, they they had quality throughout and had more to come back in. Where I think if you scratch above the surface of Borough, I don't think there's a lot there. I don't think there's much depth, but no, I don't. I'm not. Also, pra- I don't think it's going to be an easy game. Like, I'm in a good mood, so I'm never, just going for it. Never going to be an easy game against a Warnock side. No, it isn't. But I think. Oh. I think. If you look at, I mean, Paddy McNair is, you know, he's he's not really he's not really an attacking threat. He's he's playing now def- in defence, and I think he's a bit of a bit of a stiff in defence as well. Johnny Housen's on the way out. Obviously, Akbom's come in and done quite well. They're playing Patrick Roberts as a striker when he's a winger. Um, it's it's one of those games, really, isn't it? I, I I do know where you're coming from, Tom. I, I do I would like us to be confident, but Middlesbrough under Warnock, it's it's just a, it, it, that Warnock in the back of my mind is 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 saying that I shouldn't be confident. I think they're full of... They've got a team where they've got names we've heard of and I don't necessarily think it's a team full of quality. Doing his names have been banded around for years. Like the likes yeah. of House and McNair, Asomba Longa, Patrick Roberts and things. They're just names who've just been about and I just don't think there's that much quality there anymore. I think it's just a familiarity rather than quality. When did Bristol moment. sign Chris Brunt? Sign him in the summer. Find him in the summer. I, that's um, gone completely over my head. I never saw that happen. Just as <laughs> an aside, Ben, when your head's down, um, you kind of look like you're a in a documentary where you're trying to hide your identity. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, <laughs> Can we give him a funny re- voice? <laughs> yeah, yeah, let's, let's, let's oh, uh, hide out his voice. God. Well, I don't think that... There you go. Um, but, you know, before we wrap up the old mini pod, which is now coming up to about 40 minutes, I think... Um, what changes would you make then? Um, obviously, we're seeing squad rotation. Riles was rested last night, but came on. Pack people are saying he looks tired. Um, you know, we talked about Hoylet, talked about the centre halves. Is there any changes that you'd make off the bat, or, or are you happy with um, the team as, as it is? I think the back four pretty much pick themselves. If Osei Tutu's fit, he comes back in. If Bennett's fit, probably comes back in as well. It might be a bit too much for Wagon to play two games in what three days, three four days. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, Midfield-wise, I think the only change I'd make is bringing Rawls back in and possibly Pack did look tired. Like, I think that's a fair comment. Wasn't bad, didn't put a foot wrong, but didn't control the game like you had in previous games. Um, so possibly Rawls for Pack. And then More back in? I don't know. I really, really enjoyed watching Gatzel play. I thought he was really good. Um, it's 50-50, isn't it? It all depends who, who looks the most up front on the day. Um, possibly. I think he probably will put more back in. But mm. if Glatzel started, I wouldn't be upset. Tom? I was going to say Rawls in for Pack. Um, I think oh, just give Pack... Agreement. I know. Um, I thought, you know, give Pack a bit of a rest. Like we've got a bit. Yeah. We can rotate there. Um, I'd bring more back in. Um, I Then I possibly... I think I might give... Because I think that Middlesbrough don't have the threat that Bournemouth have. I might give Hoyle a break um, and bring Murphy in. Maybe even give Gavin White a run out. Why not? Lovely Gavin White. Lovely Gavin. He was on the bench last night, wasn't he? Yeah, I know. I, I wouldn't actually give him a run out. Uh, I'd bring in Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> is there? Is there? You know, Morris Morrison was excellent on Sunday, but him and Nelson fell asleep for the first goal yesterday. Is that? Is that the first creepings of perhaps Benkovic knocking on the door? Ben, would you would you like to see him in coming weeks? Um, I don't think either have done enough to be dropped just yet. But it's nice to know we've got a solid option there if one of them gets tired. I reckon um, Tom is solid as well. Yeah, Leicester's like Croat. I reckon he'd fuck you right up. <laughs> he fucking would. <laughs> I think um, Rogers like hinted at is a, he needs to drop down and change his attitude a little bit, didn't he? Like he said, he what wasn't ready for Premier League football. I think he was actually. I think it was more ability and sort of it game. Was, oh, game it was. Is it? Thing. It was like he's he's chosen to come down to this level. Um, I think it's just he needs the game experience. Yeah, I think so, I'd give him a few weeks before bringing him in. I think uh, give him time to gel. Because the, the thing that works with Morrison and Nelson is the understanding they've got between yeah. each other now as well. Completely, and, you know, yeah, completely. And I, I know it's a busy schedule, but at centre-back, I don't think you need to be messing around with it too much. So Unless we're going to play with the back five, which we might do in a game coming up. Who knows the Harris? Um, I don't see Benkovic coming in for the next couple. Fair enough. Right, no Benkovic for you guys then. Uh, I'll tell him. I'll get on below to him and let him know what you guys said. He'll be disappointed. Just keep, just keep us anonymous, yeah? I don't fancy yeah. that knock on the fucking door. You shout. <laughs> <laughs> you would have to go into hiding then, wouldn't you, Ben? Um, <laughs> predictions for scores and then we can finish the mini pod. Ben, what do you reckon? Uh, I'll go 1-0 City. I don't think it's going to be... Like, not a classic, one. is it? It's one for the no, purists. It's, it's, it's not something that you're going to... It's not going to be first on the billing on Quest, whatever channel Quest is actually fucking on. It's on Quest. Quest is the yeah, channel. Where, where is it? I've ne- I still can't find it. I record it every week, so I never have to find the channel. <laughs> Good idea. Good idea. Tom, score a poor dick, Sean. Uh, we'll score early 3 0 win. 3 0 win? Oh, I like it. I was going to go 2 0 because I think I'm going to say that every week. Um, <laughs> You'd be right eventually. I'll be right eventually. Broken clock is right. I was right last day. week. Just, I just want to highlight that I said 1 all. You did. You did say one on. I, I wanted to put money on one all last night. I wanted to put one, money on one all and Wilson scoring for Cardiff, but um, I couldn't figure it out on Skybet. So, Skybet, if you're listening, sort the fuck out. <laughs> um, and that's it, really, for the bonus mini pod. Um, it's well, not really been a mini pod. No, Sky ain't sponsor us. Uh, I don't want to be funny. Neither, Sky neither are Fot Mob, so fuck them as well. <laughs> who can we get? Come on. Who can we, oh, who can we name drop this week? It's oh, good. Good. Oh, good. Oh, good. <laughs> Um, yeah, let's. All right, oh, good. If you're if you're out there listening, um, we're happy to come down to the park and do some promos and give us a sponsor. I don't know, uh, a, a free pass for the year. Is that what we're happy with, guys? Uh, yeah, for life. For life. Yeah, I suppose I'll take one. I think I think once a year would be fine. What one visit a year? Yeah, I'd be all right with that. 
Jesus, Ben, you sell yourself cheap, mate. Yeah, I've gone lifetime. Yeah, <laughs> I would be there every day. I've gone here a lifetime, but you've gone once. I just <laughs> like to go to Oakwood. I like to go out the house once. Um, all right, then, Ben. Um, what's your favourite ride at Oakwood? Megaphobia. Megaphobia, Tom? Uh, Treetops. Treetops, I like bounce. Um, and that's the end of the mini pod. So see you next week when we play Middlesbrough. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and